Joining us on the line, we do have the CEO, Mike LaCroix, joining us to talk about, well, uh, the inevitable flu season that is going to be upon us. Good morning to you, Mike. Good morning, Melanie. Let's talk a little bit about the flu season that is is unavoidable. Yeah, I know. I think it's safe to say we're officially moving into flu season. And I, I, so it's, what do they say? The best defense is a, a good offense. So really taking proactive measures will help to reduce the risk of transmission of not only COVID-19, but the flu within our community as well. So again, I, I strongly encourage those in our community to get their flu shots, get their COVID boosters to protect themselves and their families as we uh, head further into the fall and winter months especially for those who are 65 years of age and older. And while a flu shot doesn't necessarily stop you from getting the flu, it does help to reduce the severity of the illness. It helps to build up that barrier that keeps you from getting really sick so that you don't require hospitalization. And really the same can be said for COVID boosters. So with the aim to build up further protection against new variants and help to reduce hospitalizations as well. So I guess with preventative measures aside, I do want to highlight that like many hospitals in Ontario, our hospital here in Collingwood continues to face health human resource challenges, right. in- increased volume challenges as we move into the flu season. And while COVID is not sort of top of mind, as you said, to, for a lot of folks, uh, as it has been in the past, we do continue to grapple with COVID outbreaks and we are impacted by the spread in our community and the effect that this can have on our staffing levels, which in turn impacts our operations. So. Maybe I'll, I'll end off just on this topic just by saying that, uh, as always, our teams will continue to provide the very best care possible for our patients, requiring urgent medical attention. Having said that, we do anticipate that wait times will likely increase during the flu season. Right. When it comes to going to the emergency department, when it comes to those wait times, when it comes to um, staffing shortages, this is something that is going on all, all across the province. Uh, absolutely, and uh, and for a variety of reasons. So, uh, you know, wait times can, uh, they depend on the severity of your condition. It, it, it can uh, depend on the number of patients in our emergency department um, and also the number of critical patients that are there as well. We're also uh, confined by how many stretchers we have available. So as a, as a hospital of our size, there's only uh, so much we, we can do with, with our existing resources. So um, the way our emergency department, department works is it's not a first-come, first-served basis. We do look at after the sickest patients first, and therefore wait times can uh, vary, and it's really de- depending on um, a, a number of, of factors. So to help with our, to inform our community on some of our wait times, we did launch a needy wait time clock yes, this past summer. Exactly, and, and uh, how's that going? It's, it's going great. Um, you know, one of the, the, the most often calls we get, especially directly to our emergency department, is what are wait times going to be like? And to be fair, in the past, our staff didn't have a real uh, great tool to go off of, um, but now we do. So we can direct uh, patients and their families to our website. It's posted internally on our in, within our waiting rooms as well. Um, and it gives a sense of what wait times uh, on average would be. Uh, so really helping to set and manage some of those expectations that uh, were just not there when we didn't have this type of information to provide to our community. Absolutely, which is a great tool to have. So heading to that website is the best, uh, cgmh.on.ca. When should people, especially with the flu season coming up, uh, Mike, when should people be going to the emergency department? When they, when should they be seeking treatment elsewhere? 
Sure. So I think, you know, for examples like the mild flu like symptoms, uh, I think our folks in our community should consider uh, other options. Uh, try your family doctor. Uh, we have uh, we do have walk-in clinics. There are some virtual care options available. And in some cases, if it's very, very mild, uh, folks can recuperate at home. I think the emergency uh, uh, department really does remain the safest place for you to go if you are experiencing symptoms such as difficulty breathing, continuous vomiting sudden severe headache, chest pain, seizures. Uh, if, if you have a, a young infant under uh, three months old who has a high fever, those are some of the reasons why you should uh, you should come. But uh, again, if, if ever in doubt, uh, don't be afraid to come straight to the emergency department uh, or if, uh, if need be, call 911 as well. Absolutely. It's better to get treatment than wait too long. Switch gears a, a little bit um, and talk about the hospital development. What's going on on that front? Yeah, so uh, great work continues as we move through our stage two planning. So over the past 12 months, we've defined our programs and services. We've estimated our future growth projections. Uh, We've identified our future space needs based on this analysis. So this work has been performed and guided by our user groups. Those user groups also include some of our patients and and their families and their caregivers as part of that. Uh, Really, we're at a point now where we've taken these blocks of space and we've attempted to fit them on our site. I'll be honest, it's proven to be quite a challenge. In many ways, the design and layout configurations are being driven by the limitations that we have on site, Mm -hmm. the limitations we have in our existing building. But as a result of these challenges, I think the good news is and in consultation with the ministry, we are planning for a greenfield option in addition to the existing current site option within our stage two submission. So in many ways, the town of Collingwood and their support for ministerial zoning order for the Poplar, the proposed Poplar Health and Wellness Village has really begun to create a viable planning option here for the hospital. So at the moment, we're working very closely with the town of Collingwood as we go through our stage two planning. We're working very closely with MPP Brian Saunderson as we engage with the province so that we can really fully explore the best possible siting option for our new hospital. So anticipate another six months of planning before we're ready to uh, submit our stage two. And we hope to do that by the end of the first quarter of 2023. So in and around the end of March. Um, and at the end of the day, what we're planning for is a state-of-the-art hospital to serve the George- South Georgian Bay region uh, for decades to come. And we're really excited to share this vision with our communities uh, this spring. Excellent. Well, we've been speaking with Mike, uh, CEO Mike LaCroix from the Collingwood General and Marine Hospital. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for joining us on Talk of the Town. Thank, thank you for having me, Molly.